You better get ready. The coffee's poured and the on-air sign's flashing. Broadcasting live and local, this is Lee Faulkner on A64 Triple M. Yeah, g'day, I'm Lee Faulkner and welcome to our podcast edition of the show. Anything you might have missed out on or you want to catch up on again or maybe it's some of the things that don't make it all the way to AIA, you get the full unedited version right here on the podcast, including our chat with some of our local celebrities like Shane Webke, who I was lucky enough to have a good chat with about the State of Origin game number one. We'll kick off with that. We'll also hear from... A couple of uh, our local MPs say uh, in David Janetsky and Trevor Watts who are urging you to get on board one of their uh, latest uh, ideas petition to send to the state government telling them we've had enough of the escalation of crime in this part of the world. We'll have a bit of a laugh along the way with You Can't Be Serious. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there is something happening too. Uh, we'll give you the full story on how it came to be that uh, this game of State of Origin means one of us, myself or my producer Rob, will end up with different coloured hair tomorrow thanks to Game 1 of State of Origin. I hope you can uh, enjoy the podcast and uh, we'll get underway with our chat with uh, Shane Webke. Well, the big game coming up on Wednesday night. As you know, I've got a, a very a much skin in the game. Well, actually, it's hair in the game this time because I've put my hair up for grabs. So is it going to end up maroon or will producer Rob's end up blue? Uh, the man who knows all too well about this battle, he was in plenty of them. Uh, our very own state of origin legend in Shane Webke joins me. G'day, mate. Morning, Lee. How are you? Oh, look, I'm a little bit nervous about tonight, I've got to say, given that I've, uh, you know, put myself up on the uh, chopping block for this one. And given that the Queensland team, you know, you just never know. And with Billy Slater, uh, as a Queenslander, a good decision for him to come in as coach? Oh, look, I, I think undoubtedly. Um, I mean, there's, there's always a question mark when a, when a young coach, obviously it's his first gig. Billy Slater's a wonderful fella and a winner. He knows exactly how to, how to win these games. Does that translate into being a good coach? There's an X factor in coaching. Uh, that's why great players don't always make great coaches. But I think with Billy, Billy's a sort of like he's a really deep thinker, um, which means that he'll have he'll have thought about this from top to bottom. Um, and looking at their preparation, the way things are gone, the noise is coming out of camp, and that's all you can go on at this stage. It all seems pretty positive. Yeah, it certainly does. There'll be a number of debutants for the Queensland side, but in the years gone by, that hasn't always hurt them, and they just seem to, you know, grow another leg, as it were, when they put that maroon jersey on. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And look, if you if you're looking to see the attitude of the debutants, look no further than Reuben Cotter from from the north. Yeah, and mate, he he got on there the other day, and he said, you know what, my job's a simple one. He said, I'm a forward. I just got to keep moving forward. I got to knock them over when they're coming at us. And, and just keep moving. He said, my job's simple and that's what I'm going to do. Mate, when you've got that attitude, that's like that's what you win on. You win on, on, on that. Now, you, 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 you flashier players, if you like, like you know, Terry Evans and your Munsters of this world, they'll do their work, but you need your forwards to have that mindset. Now, he's a debutante and he's the one talking about doing that. So there is a... I guess when when you play your first game, there's a, a tendency to want to think you've got to do something special to, to uh, repay the faith, if you like. So someone's been in his ear and told him, mate, nothing has to change. All you've got to do is go out there and do what you always do. That's why you've been picked. So that really fills me with a little bit of hope. That, um, that and, and Billy knows all this stuff, see? 
and I think Billy's instilling this in them, and, and that gives me some confidence, actually. But mind you, they're going to need it, Lee, because we have not won in Sydney since 2017. Yeah, look, it's there, and obviously there's some great players in the in the Blues team, and I'd imagine the the you know the halves combination there from Penrith would be a big concern for the Maroons. But uh, how much different is it though going into a series with predominantly players that play in Queensland teams when those Queensland teams are doing as well as they are, two of them in the top four? Surely that makes a big difference leading in. Lee, huge difference. Yeah, rugby league's a, like in very much as a confidence game yes. um, um, because it's a brutal contact sport. If you're feeling if you're feeling confident going into a game, that that makes a heck of a difference. Uh, and as you rightly say, with the, with the Cowboys and Broncos, particularly like the Titans are struggling, but the Cowboys and Broncos doing well, and and so many players coming from both those sides, it actually really really makes a difference, and it's quite infectious. Like like even if there's there's players from obviously from clubs who aren't doing that well. Um, they they then pick up on that, and it actually sets the overall tone for for the for the campaign, and and that's really really important. It is it is because when you really look at these two teams, which I've got in front of me here now, it's really hard to think. Well, okay, that's a more dominant side than that. They're actually pretty evenly matched. So what it comes down to is 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 who gets it right on the night, and a lot of that is is based on confidence, and and what's going to happen in this in the opening exchanges of this game is is you're either going to feel really good and, and go on with it, or you're not. Um, and so so the start of this match is so very vital as it is as it is with all games, but particularly in Origin, mate, you, you want to start to give yourself evidence. You know what? I'm feeling good, and we're going good, and oh. that then becomes what drives win. You know. Well, Queensland will be hoping to avoid a New South Wales ambush. I know you love that term. Uh, oh, coming into tonight. Ambush from in front. <laughs> New South goodness. Wales. Yeah. But either way, it's going to be a cracker, and you'll hear it live here tonight on Triple M, your home of the rugby league. And uh, thank you to Shane Webke, mate, for your time as always. Really appreciate it. Well, that's fine, though. You only ever ring me when you want me to talk about something <laughs> like this. But anyway, it'd be nice if you just rang to say hello one time. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And by now, you've probably heard the term OnlyFans. But just what goes on on this user-created content streaming service? Well, a lot more than you might think. OnlyFans has been around since 2016. But the site's growing popularity during the COVID-19 pandemic has now made it one of the most popular adult content creation sites. Now, there are more than 1.2 million creators on OnlyFans who can charge monthly subscription fees for access to their exclusive content. But with the site becoming an increasingly competitive market, creators have started to think outside the box when it comes to their pics and videos. While the site might be famous for its raunchy content, there are some incredibly bizarre creators that have made success in their niche markets. We recently told you about Stephanie Matto, the woman who was selling her gas in jars, who's now selling her boob sweat after a trip to the hospital with severe gas pain ended her previous venture. Jenna Phillips has reached the top 0.02% of creators on OnlyFans by pretending to be a puppy for her subscribers. Jenna, who goes by the name of Puppy Girl Jenna, quit her job as an optician to pursue her OnlyFans career and is now reported to earn 900 grand a year. And Regina Macapagal is the Rapunzel of OnlyFans and makes thousands by selling videos of her knee-length hair. The 29-year-old from Arizona set up an OnlyFans profile last year and posts videos of her brushing her 36-inch hair and earns around 500 bucks a day. And there's a market for the fellas too, like Billy Joe Gray. He makes two grand selling his used socks online. He claims to wear the socks for days at a time before mailing them off in Ziploc bags and sells them for between 15 and 40 bucks a pair. 
So yes, there is money to be made on OnlyFans selling off your unwanted and useless items, which is why the NRL started a page and added three items yesterday. Although at this stage, there's very little interest. You cannot be serious! This week, members for Toowoomba South and North, David Janetsky and Trevor Watts join me uh, to uh, talk about a petition that they would like you to get behind if you, in particular, live around Toowoomba. As, uh, our crime rate escalates to extraordinary figures. Yeah, look, Lee, we need to send a message uh, to the state government that the current legislative environment, the current resourcing is, is just not up to scratch. And every day... I'm now hearing these stories, and, and it has been getting worse. It's, it's not just a matter of anecdote. Uh, the facts are bearing this out. It is getting worse, and people are very concerned, whether they're business owners or people in their, in their properties. And, you know, I'm, I'm hearing really sad stories. You know, we had the one at Cliffo the other day with the, the, the elderly lady that was oh, yes. uh, attacked, you know, um, and, and we're just hearing it in people's homes and their cars and, this, we've got to get on top of this. So, yes, Trevor Watts and I uh, have launched a petition. We've got over 4,000 signatures on it now, but we want to send a really clear message to the state government that the current environment isn't working, um, and whether that's additional police resources, something like a fully staffed Drayton police station, uh, and importantly, we need to change the law. There are legislative changes that can be made to address some of it. And if there is more targeted police resourcing uh, that we can do, Yes, let's get right behind it. All right, where do people find uh, the petition? So the best way to find the petition is probably off uh, the Facebook page of of Trevor Watts or myself. Um, It's a parliamentary petition, so it'll take you to uh, a website that's a parliamentary-owned website, and you can sign it there uh, and and get right behind us in our push. And can I also say, Lee, um, in fact, in yesterday's front page of the paper, uh, I profiled a local program where foster carers take in at-risk and vulnerable kids. So it's one thing to talk about police resources, and it's another thing to talk about changing the law, but there is more we can do. We need to identify at-risk kids when they are, when they're toddlers. You know, yes. we, should, we should be able to identify kids at risk, you know, in the first thousand days of their life. And, and um, the more we can put around those kids earlier, the less we will have this youth crime crisis in the years ahead. Yeah, look, it, it, it's been absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, a good government listens to the population. Yeah. And um, and this is really me and Dave trying to amplify the population's voice because they're not listening to us. We know what the solutions are and, um, and they don't want to take them. They keep pretending everything's okay. Well, talk to anybody who lives in East Toowoomba, Mount Lofty, um, Rangeview. Th- these, these areas are, are really copping a hiding yeah. from car theft. No uh, and, and, and people are scared. You know, children are in counselling because they've had violent home invasions. This is completely unacceptable. Now, the petition itself, where can people find that petition? Look, if they go to mine or Dave's website, just, yep. you know, trevorwattsmp.com, and uh, and you'll, you'll find the petition there. Head to uh, either website, David Donetsky or Trevor Watts' website. Go to their social media pages too. There's links uh, to that petition, and get on and uh, put your electronic signature on that. It is uh, absolutely important for our part of the world. Yes, when two tribes go to war like uh, New South Wales and Queensland. 
in the state of origin uh, game number one. And look, I was pretty confident that in New South Wales, a place that has traditionally been hard for Queensland to score a win, that New South Wales would win the first game. And I thought, well, between producer Rob and myself, how about a scratchy on the game? Well, it wasn't long before, thanks to our Mayor of the Toowoomba Regional Council, that idea escalated greatly. You seem to think that was a bit light on oh, that, and that we probably should go a little harder than that. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty tight. I think we ought to go a lot harder than that. All right. I think we ought to do something pretty special. Yes. And I think uh, following the first State of Origin game, yes. you'll be dyeing your hair red. Yes, yeah, so if Queensland win, I have red hair. If New South Wales win, though, Robbie is going to look like a giant smurf if he had his hair dyed blue. And it wasn't long before local hairdressers, RMV Hair in Toowoomba, jumped on board and offered their dyeing services, particularly looking forward to getting into my grey hair. Well, uh, I feel like it'll be a lot easier with your hair, Lee, that's for sure. <laughs> so you going maroon will be probably the quickest, easiest um, <laughs> process. However, with Robbie's, yeah, there will be a little bit of lightning happening as well. So he might be in the salon for about a uh, little, little longer than an hour. Are you a born and bred Queenslander? I sure am. Oh. Everyone in our salon is. So oh, we'll be no. Repping, um, <laughs> we'll be repping Queensland. Pretty soon, local Polly started weighing in. Member for Toowoomba South, David Janetsky. As you know, I don't have as much hair anymore, so I'm wearing my maroon <laughs> beanie this morning. I'm looking forward, perhaps, uh, to seeing some maroon-tinged hair oh, uh, on no. your head very, very shortly. <laughs> oh, it's a stitch-up. <laughs> Member for Toowoomba North, Trevor Watts. I'm really looking forward to seeing oh. you with Moraine here. You know, Jeez. if uh, if young Selwyn can't get us a couple of uh, tries, um, then I'm sure some others will. So, <laughs> yeah. Maroon's legend, Shane Webke. All right, am I going to be getting my hair dyed maroon tomorrow? Oh, look, I, I think undoubtedly. And even the listeners got in on the act. I would just like to comment with regards to you uh, soon to probably turn into a redhead. <laughs> I, happen, I happen to be a redhead myself. <laughs> And I would be most honoured if you would join our group of beautiful redhead people. I'm in the clan. Yes. <laughs> I thought the pompous, smug arrogance only started when Gould hit the airways. <laughs> Little chirpy this morning, aren't we, Lee? We all know why you're chirpy, bud. You're just so excited tomorrow to show us all your true colours and how you're going <laughs> to love being a Queenslander, mate. But, mate, it's all good. Tomorrow you're going to be screaming around town, mate, with maroon hair. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> so as two tribes go to war tonight, just remember, somebody is going to be a loser tomorrow.